Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. Coming up today, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's meeting with Osasuna. But let's begin with what Zidane has been saying at this afternoon's press conference ahead of the game. Now, after it emerged that Karim Benzema will be tried in relation to the alleged case of blackmail involving Matteo Valbuena, it wasn't surprising that Zidane was asked for a comment. Uh, he said, Karim has my full support. These aren't easy situations, but he is fine and concentrating hard on his work. It's a difficult situation, which I hope is going to be resolved quickly. Sergio Ramos' transfer was also a primary topic with journalists wanting to know if this would end the same way as it did with Cristiano Ronaldo. Zidane's reply, I don't know what will happen in this situation. He's here at the moment and he is focused on tomorrow's game. Uh, is Eden Hazard going to start? Well, Zidane said he is training regularly. I don't know if he's ready to play a full 90 minutes. We will wait and see. We're taking things one step at a time. And finally, he was asked if he would actually understand if Ramos and Lucas Vasquez decided that it was time to move on. He said, I don't really want to, but in football, you never know what is going to happen. What I want, he said, is that a resolution is going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, the weather forecast isn't looking good. The team are travelling late on Friday. Snow is forecast in the Pamplona region. The club have drafted in extra staff to clear any snow, if indeed it does fall. And uh, you may well have seen the pictures of heat lamps which have been out in force covering the pitch and in use all day today. So what else has been happening in the news today? David Alaba's agent, Pini Zahabi, has made a few headlines after it was revealed that he allegedly wanted a 20 million commission to secure David Alaba's future by Munich, to which Shuli Hernes responded by saying Alaba as a greedy piranha as a representative. As for any news on where he's likely to be going, nothing yet. The only thing that remains clear is that this is very much an auction and the highest bidder is the one who will win. Good news for Japanese international Kubo. He got the move away from Villarreal that he wanted and indeed the Real Madrid wanted and he has now signed on with Itafe until the end of the season. It's the third loan deal which has been actually cancelled during the course of the season. Lunin has moved to Oviedo from Valladolid and Vallejo moved, of course, from Wolverhampton Wanderers to Granada. And there could as well be another loan concluding soon. That is Renier Jesus. Remember, he moved to Dortmund and progressed very little under Lucien Favre, who was actually removed as the Dortmund coach just before Christmas. Uh, he's appeared in only four Bundesliga games as a substitute this season, as well as two in the Cup and two in Champions League. In all, he's been used just eight times as a sub this season. Uh, Valladolid and Valencia are both keen to take him. Now, the draw for the next round of the Copa del Rey, the round of 32 has been made. Madrid will go to Alcuyano in Segunda B. Uh, they're currently on a good run of form as well, by the way, unbeaten in five, and they've won the last four games in a row. The games will be played between the 16th and the 21st of January.
Uh, let's take a look at this weekend's opponents. Osasuna, who start the day down in 19th place on 14 points, but such is the condensed nature of La Liga. They're only six points off 10th place Cadiz, but they've had a bit of an up-and-down relationship with La Liga in recent years, relegated in 2014, promoted in 2016, relegated in 2017, promoted in 2019. A form this year has turned a little more positive in recent weeks. They're unbeaten in four. Uh, three of those games were draws in La Liga. There was a cup win in there as well. At home, they've managed just two wins this season, both back in October. They beat Celta Vigo by two goals to nil and Athletic Club. Uh, but since that win in October on the 24th, they have not won in the last five. So to say they're uh, overdue is a bit of an understatement. As for the history of this fixture, 78 previous meetings, 49 wins for Real Madrid, that's in La Liga and Cup, 16 draws with 13 defeats. Osasuna lost the last seven straight against Madrid, who kept four clean sheets in that period as well. 2010-2011, the last time Madrid were defeated. Jose Mourinho was the coach of Madrid. Javier Caminas was the hero of the day. As for what type of performance Osasuna put in on that day to get that victory, I think the fact that eight players picked up yellow cards from them gives you an indication of the type of game plan they had. Last season, it ended 4-1. Osasuna did go one goal up in that game, but Isco, Ramos, Vasquez and Luka Jovic with the goals. And that late goal that Jovic got was in fact the last goal that he actually scored for Real Madrid in La Liga. Now Madrid have enjoyed some very big wins in this meeting in recent years. Seven goals to one back in 2011. Ronaldo with the inevitable hat-trick. Of course, Benzema got a couple that day as well. There was a 5-1 in 2012 and there was another 5-2 back in 2016-2017. Right then, on to the tail of the tape. Let's have a look at some of the key statistics between the two teams. So Madrid played 17 games, Osasuna 16. Madrid 30 goals to Osasuna's 15. 13.8 shots per game for Madrid, 9.8 for Osasuna. 4.6 on target per game for Real Madrid, 3.4 for Osasuna, 32 yellow cards for Madrid, 33 for Osasuna, zero red cards, remember, for Real Madrid. Four players have been sent off for Osasuna. As for possession, 57.3 average for Madrid this season, 43% for Osasuna. Pass completion rate, 87.7% for Real Madrid. A very poor 67.9 for Osasuna. Now, the one area they do have a huge superiority over Madrid is the number of balls they've won on average over 90 minutes in the air. 29.4 to 11.9 for Real Madrid. Tackles being put in, 14.8 for Madrid, 14 for Osasuna. Uh, opposition shots on goal, 10.8 Osasuna, 9.8 for Real Madrid. Fouls given away over 90, 11.8 Real Madrid, 15.3 for Osasuna. And times foul per game, 11.2 for Real Madrid, 11.6 for Osasuna. Who have been the most influential players for Osasuna this season? Eight different players have scored. The top scorer is Roberto Torres, the 31-year-old 
will make overall his 384th appearance next time he pulls on the shirt for the club. He scored four goals. Ruben Garcia also want to keep an eye out for. He's just behind him on three, but he's also the key assist provider with three as well. And there we are. That just about wraps it up then for today. Don't forget, you can catch up with all the previous editions of the podcast via Anchor.fm, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, and of course, iTunes. And if you missed this week's first edition from a couple of days ago, then stay tuned because it will begin directly after this episode finishes. Do enjoy the game wherever it is you're watching in the world. And don't forget to join us next week. I'll be back in the early part of next week. Until then, from me, Tim Cagle. Bye-bye for now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. And this midweek update, we're going to be looking at what has been making the Madrid news across the various medias over the last few days. Uh, No surprises, really, to what the media is feasting on. The subject, of course, is Sergio Ramos, who is now free to negotiate with whoever he pleases. And for some, there is almost absolute incredulity that the club have allowed the year to open with their captain's future still not clear. But in what is an extraordinary time, is that really a great surprise? There have been a few cryptic postings as well on social media. One for the man himself you may well have seen on Instagram, which showed a picture of him adjusting the captain's armband with ACDC's back in black playing in the background. Uh, There is plenty of love as well being shown in France for him at the moment. And it's not just with the links to PSG since Pochettino took over. L'Equipe, the French sports daily, had him in the best 11 of 2020, citing not only his defensive abilities, but the fact that he also scored, of course, all the goals that he did, 10 goals in all, more than any other defender in the five major European leagues. He also, of course, takes penalty kicks as well and is an integral part of the national team still. He's now represented the Spanish national team on 178 different occasions, and that is a record. So what is the main sticking point? Well, it isn't money. He's been offered pretty much the same deal that he's on at the moment, which is $12 million per season. Plus, there is a bonus of $2 million additional if he plays 30 games more. It is all about the length of contract. Real Madrid have offered 12 months. Ramos wants a minimum of two years. Now, it's always interesting in these times to get a fan view. So, what do the fans think? Well, there is a slight majority that believes that he will go at the end of this season. But 76% of those that took part in the survey also believe that Real Madrid are right to actually practice caution when offering contracts to players at this moment. A game of chess, then, it seems, is going to be going on between the club and player and his representative for a little while yet. Ramos, incidentally, you may well have seen him pictured today, turning up to work in a rather nice-looking brand-new Porsche 911 Turbo. Longer it goes on, though, this situation, the more difficult it might well be for Madrid, especially if Ramos consigns himself to actually leaving. There are no shortage of clubs willing to take him on beginning, of course, with PSG and indeed 
Manchester City. Now, it's not only Sergio Ramos either who is locked into negotiations. Lucas Vasquez, perhaps the most improved player in the squad this season, he has turned down a contract similar to the one that he is on as he simply believes, quote, that he is worth more. The player he began his career with, Castilla, back in 2011. And he's been here all of his career by that short loan that he had a few years back with Espanyol. He will turn 30 this July. His form has led to some to call on Luis Enrique to actually recall him to the Spanish national team. He made nine appearances for Spain between June of 2016 and June of 2018 when he last appeared at the World Cup finals in a 1-0 victory over Iran. Now, there is some fear also beginning to appear in some quarters of the media that Real Madrid may lose out in the chase for next summer's prize signing, Kylian Mbappe, who to? Liverpool, who will be Madrid's closest challengers for the signings not only of Mbappe, but of David Alaba as well. Now, the financial muscle acquired by that new kit deal which gives Liverpool not only a flat fee of around £35 million, but more importantly, a 20% profit on every shirt sale. So, as it was actually put in one particular column, Mbappe could end up actually paying for himself. Interest remains in signing Villarreal's Pau Torres, the Spanish international central defender, who will be 24 on January the 16th. The player is fast becoming a highly sought-after asset with clubs around Europe showing considerable interest. He's got a 50 million release clause in his contract, which would have to be activated as he is under contract until 2024. Luis Enrique, clearly a fan and a believer in the talent, as he has started him in six of the last eight international fixtures. Right, let's look at the potential exits from Madrid. Well, a group of what is called Zidane's Invisibles. Well, they occupy the minds of some, despite Zidane saying there will be no departures either this January, as injuries could play real havoc with what is quite a slim squad anyway. The names, though, well, they remain. Isco, Hodgio Zola, Mariano and Luka Jovic. Between them, that quartet have appeared just 19 times this season for Zidane's first team. Uh, their salary removal, of course, would help the accounts, but it could still end up being a decision that comes back to haunt them. If Jovic and Mariano did actually move on and Benzema were to pick up an injury, they simply would not have a recognised forward in the squad, leaving Zidane with the possibility of having to use 18-year-old Oscar Aranda. And for that reason, that reason alone, it is difficult to see Mariano or Jovic leaving the club this January. Now, what of the future of Danny Ceballos? He's been quoted in an interview that he gave in the last 24 hours. My goal at present, he said, is to succeed at Arsenal. I signed a long-term contract with Real Madrid and I still have two and a half seasons left on it. We'll see what happens in the summer, but I still want to succeed in Madrid in the future. And anybody thinking that he would be speaking ill of Zidane, well, they'll be disappointed as well. Zidane, he said, is the best coach that Madrid can have. He was always very honest with me. He also had a word on Sergio Ramos and his future. He said, I talked to him yesterday, and if I had to bet, I would say that he will be in the team next season. 
Now, Japanese international Kubo's media future is said to be on the brink of being concluded. A move from Villarreal, where he's made uh, little indents into Unai Emery's first team, to Getafe is currently under negotiation. And finally, today, ahead of the weekend, the players return to a closed-door training session today. Danny Carvajal is to be investigated over his yellow card in the 83rd minute of that win over Celta Vigo at the weekend. It meant that he'd accrued his fifth yellow card and therefore would be suspended from the game against Osasuna. Now, La Liga are looking into whether or not it was done on purpose. If they view it as being suspicious, then the ban could be extended to two games. Well, that is the end of today's roundup. I'll be back on Friday afternoon, early evening, with a look ahead to the weekend's fixture with Osasuna and a roundup of the daily news. Until then, from me, Tim Cable, thanks for listening and bye bye for now.